Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And welcome. This isn't a wrestling show. This is a hockey show, but we had to do it for obvious reasons because there's wrestling fans on this show. This is Full Press Hockey Weekly here on YouTube.com, Full Press Coverage, Twitch.tv slash Full Press Coverage, Facebook.com, Twitch, Twitter.com, the Full Press app, FullPressRadio.com, and for those not listening live wherever you get your favorite shows on your favorite podcasting networks mike straw here alongside as always chris wassel jim berenger guys not a lot of topics today but we have a lot to talk about but before we get into that how are you guys doing i'm doing good <laughs> i'm alive i'm alive uh, i mean i survived on one cup of coffee yesterday after revolution on uh on uh Sunday night, so I'm doing good. Ooh. That yeah, is impressive. I, 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 yeah, yesterday I took a half day of work because of it, and I started work at like 11 and, or new. <laughs> and it's one of those things of just like no motivation to deal with that, have energy to deal with meetings or do anything really. So, <laughs> but I feel I mean, you. I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm excited. You know, got a lot, you know, not a lot to talk about, but enough to talk about tonight and you know lots of exciting stuff coming on because you know what are we less than now two weeks away from the deadline 13 days Woo! it's my favorite number what can i say and it's going to be fantastic and speaking of the Epic. deadline for those wondering we are doing a full live 
coverage of NHL trade deadline day on Monday, March 21st, hosted by yours truly. I kind of want to throw up my beautiful picture. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to download it it and throw up my beautiful picture. Give me a second. Mr. Ego over here. Uh, You know what? He's got to do it. He's got to do it. I sent it to Ian and I was like, how full of myself is this? The If this is the only image I decide to use to announce the show. And he told me to do it. But I, I decided to make a second show. You know, Ian will, Ian will encourage us. Like, yeah, like Ian will. Oh, 100% he'll encourage it, and that's why I love it. But, you know what? I got the image here. It's uploading for some reason. It's taking forever. There we go. Look at that beautiful guy. Oh. Look at him. He's oh. so handsome. Oh, look at that. March at 21st, guy. trade you know deadline that is, day. That is, that Big, is a damn bald, good beautiful picture. man. Don't stare at the jacket too long. It is an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. We will be live noon to 3.30 or whenever the deals and news stop rolling in that day. Guests from the Full Press Hockey team, I'm sure Jim will be a part of it. Chris will be a part of it. We'll have everyone we have on staff be a part of it. And working on locking down some special guests, we'll be tracking all the latest news and rumors throughout the day. We'll have our guide of the top players to watch, who to look out for. We got a whole fun graphics package coming. Literally, it's going to be fun. It's probably going to be one of the most uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, days ever. Ah. Though, I mean, I remember writing a story back for the hockey writers years ago about how the NHL draft has kind of surpassed free agency and trade deadline day as terms of excitement because of the types of deals that you get around draft week. Hopefully this year changes it. I hope what I hope and is that we get some deals breaking during the show because there's nothing more cringeworthy than watching nothing happen because all the big deals broke the day before. Oh, oh you mean what is the 2010 trade deadline, which was the ultimate nightmare? Yeah. It was actually two. It was actually two trade deadlines. There was the pre-Olympic break trade deadline, and then yeah. there was the sort of kind of actual deadline, which just turned into a giant dud. Yeah, giant clutch. It was thanks not to a us. Thanks to the Devils. We, yes. we were the ones that screwed it up. Absolutely, we did it. <laughs> yep, we did definitely. Why'd you, go? Why'd, it. why'd you do that? I don't know. Lou, Lou wanted to get Koval struck, and the rest was history. Yeah, you just had to go and do that. Yeah, we but, had to give uh, we had to give up Johnny Oduya for that guy. Oh, thank God. Oduya. Anyway, Oduya. we'll talk about trade deadline soon, but we'll start things off with a team we talked about last week a little bit about who Toronto needs to keep an eye out for, and they just keep getting hotter mm-hmm. and hotter, and that's the mm-hmm. surging Boston Bruins, who mm-hmm. find themselves just. Three points yeah, back entering play tonight of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Granted, Toronto has a game in hand. They're currently playing Seattle. Boston is off tonight. They don't play next until uh, the 10th when they play Chicago after falling in overtime to L.A. last night. So they're currently in the first wildcard spot, but just three points behind. Um, one more game played. They'll be even in games with Toronto after tonight. So mm-hmm. it could be with games played, we could be looking at a situation. Something's playing weird. Uh, we could be looking yeah. at a situation of Toronto up five points. But hmm. the way Boston has played and the way Toronto has played, and we talk about that because last Wednesday, like the, the Toronto was lost to two teams they shouldn't have. They got shellacked last Wednesday by the Sabres in a game where it looked like Sabres were the playoff team and Toronto wasn't. And they just, I mean, they're just, they're 500 at best. They're playing mediocre at best hockey. Again, we talked about last week, their defense and their goaltending, but Boston has gotten everything from their defense and goaltending that they've needed. They're, they're, they're as even as a playoff team can be when it comes to goals for and goals against. The only team closest currently in a playoff spot are the Dallas Stars, or there's a couple teams with a, Worst goal differential in a playoff spot with them, and that's Dallas, Vegas, and Los Angeles, which is weird to say Vegas in that sentence. Mm. But what, Jim, I'll start with you. What has been most impressive about this run? And I hate saying this because I really just, oh, the Bruins make me cringe. What has been most impressive about this run that the Bruins are on that no one really expected seeing them play this way uh, going into this year? 
I mean, the, the big question for everybody going into this season was going to be if the goaltending was going to go ho- uh, hold up with Swayman and Olmark. And uh, both guys have really held up really nicely, even when there was talk of Tuka Rask coming back. And even when he did come back, you know, Swayman went down, he was okay with it. But the thing is, you see the camaraderie with those two guys. And Olmark was a perfect, you know, replacement for, for Rask, I think. And now Swayman's taken over the number one. It's weird to see that I believe he's still a... Uh, a Calder Trophy candidate, is that correct? Yeah, Chris, def- definitely. And you know, I think he could win it, to be honest. I like the way he's playing. I mean, he had that great month of February for the Bruins. And the big thing for me is, outside their second-line center, which you never know, they might be able to get Krejci in um, before the playoffs. You never know with that. But um, the fact that they split up the top line, I think, has added another element to this team. Now that you're not relying on a perfection line anymore, and you're you're spreading out your offense, you got Pasternak playing with Hall, you got DeBrusque up on that top line. Everybody now slots in where they need to be, and like the, the only question is, do they go out and get a second line center and maybe add depth to the defense? Chris, what do you think? I mean, look. Eric Hall has been everything that they could have asked for here. I don't know why this move wasn't made much sooner. And or oh, I'm sorry, they did try this, and then they didn't stick with it when there was a little tiny bit of adversity. God forbid. And I wish coaches would like kind of like go back to you know it's a case of going back to the well, and it's okay for, right. for once. And in this case, it absolutely was. Hall plays a defense that Pasternak and Hall never could in their dreams. But he also provides a speed element, which is just paramount to that line. Because, look, is Taylor Hall as fast as he used to be? No. Is David Pasternak basically dragging two, you know, two mules up the ice? Yes. But that, that part doesn't matter now. They're scoring because they have a guy that creates space and speed in the form of Eric Hall. And as long as he plays his two-way game like he did at times in Nashville, and a couple other places that we all know, they're going to be just fine. That allows them to go out and look for that depth defenseman or even that bottom six forward that they might need uh, come playoff time. So for them, this is, this is oh, the icing on the cake, obviously, or the cherry on top of the pie, is that Toronto is falling back to them, which <laughs> means they potentially could avoid that team known as Tampa Bay. <laughs> Potentially, and that's if Tampa obviously if Tampa Bay wins that division. Uh, but I mean that Florida Tampa Bay run, it's going to be so much fun to watch Ooh. because yeah, Florida's this is gonna be like it's gonna be like last year, but just, better. Yeah, Florida's as capable as anybody to go off and just pull away with the division, just like Tampa's as capable as anybody to do that. So watching them fight tooth and nail and go back and forth and jump each other in the standings every other day is going to be the most exciting division battle in all of playoff, in all of hockey for, for the rest of the regular season to me. Granted, now what happens come the playoffs? Will Florida actually win a series? Maybe. Depends on who they play. Um, I'd take them over Toronto. I'd take yep. them personally. I'd take them over Boston. Um, Yo, Nolachari revenge series right there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd take them over Washington, but... Uh, we'll we'll see. Carolina's had a nice run to get back into first in the East. I, I, the top, I have never been more excited about a battle at the top of a conference as I have about the East this year. Like that's just kind of where I'm at with with that. And the Bruins, obviously, they're not a top of the East team, but they're they're going to be the one team I think, aside from a Pittsburgh because of who Pittsburgh is and who they've been. But Boston, to me, is the one team that you face them in the playoffs and you, you, you don't want to. Like, if I'm, Flor- if I'm anybody, if I'm Florida-Tampa, even though I would take Florida in the series, if I'm Florida-Tampa or, God forbid, somehow <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> there is no way I want to, even Carolina, there's no way I want to face Boston in the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, go- I'm, I'm going out on a limb right, right now. Florida plays Boston by Florida. It's nice knowing you. You guys I, I realize that. Going out on a you guys realize how bad Bobrovsky has been, like, career against Boston, right? Yeah, but is are you really going out on a limb by saying Florida probably won't win a playoff series? You kind of are this year because at some point you think that, like, they, they would 
be able to win one. I mean, the only team that's on their level of futility is, oh yeah, the other team in the division, Toronto. Yeah, ah, darn it, you know it's it, that's. It, it, that's the rough, that's the rough thing with this. It's like this is how bad Toronto can, has been. Can there be a parlay bet on both teams not winning round one? Come on, Jim, we got it. We got to get the guys. To I would, I would do it. I, I throw a parlay on those two teams not winning the playoff five, series for toss, sure. Toss five ten bucks on it. And right now, the way Boston's playing, I wouldn't want to play Boston going in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, granted, no. they did lose in overtime to a hungry LA Kings team, and it's been Ooh. a great, great, um, you know run for the Kings, but I, and I think this is the, because dating back to, I want to say dating back pre-pandemic, I think the Kings have won like the last couple games in Boston. Um, Yes. It is a little weird. It is weird, but you know what? Boston hang in there, got a point out of it. Mm -hmm. They're playing good. I mean, look, they just didn't get the bounces, but this team is playing very well right now. I get to say this. Boston lost to a trap team last night. They did. They really okay, now, did. Now, here is here is where it comes from. And Mike, this actually comes from Buffalo. A Buffalo reporter mentioned this last last night. And I quote, Boston loses to loses trap game to Kings, who played the trap. <laughs> I cannot remember for the life of me who wrote the article, but it was about how the Kings trapped their way to a win. It was an AP article. That's all. That's all I know. Yeah, I. That is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it really is. It was. Um, it was epic. I had. A, I had a good laugh. I. I think if I would have saw it at the time, I probably would too. I. I it's just. It's still like LA is another team. We've talked about them a, a lot too. Like their season, man. They found the fountain of youth this year, and they're getting production out of where they need to get production. So good on them. And we'll probably talk to them, talk about them more coming the the deadline section of the show. But before wrapping up on the Bruins, is there any area of this team that concerns you uh, about what they could do? Like for me, and this it's like low hanging fruit. But if Swayman even goes anywhere near beginning of the season, Swayman, that's where I get worried. But I don't see him doing that but we there is always that possibility i mean i think the biggest threat to the bruins right now is themselves i mean marchand's just got to not be suspended for six games and they got to avoid the injury bug because i think that's hurt them a little bit is the injuries and and marchand not being in the lineup he's such a valuable player to that team despite being like a complete you know rat on the ice he's such a productive player and if he just got that element out of his game He'd be, he'd, they'd be talking about him for hard trophy kind of stuff because that's the kind of how much of an impact he's had on the Bruins. Um, but, you know, and then there's Patrice Bergeron. I mean, I think they try to go all in because, no, you know, no one knows what the future is for, for some of these guys after this year, especially Bergeron, the way he's been talking. He may, you know, decide to go someplace else or retire. Who knows? But I think the Bruins, if anything, it's themselves right now. It's like Tampa. It's the same adage with them. I think Tampa's just gets in their own way. I think similar things with Boston right now. Maybe defensively they can have a little bit of a breakdown. Maybe get that depth defenseman they need in there to share some things up. But other than that, you know, this Bruins team is right now is physical and they're playing big, bad Bruins style. And, hmm. and to me, so we'll, we'll talk more about this later, but with the Bruins, obviously Jake DeBrusque has been linked to trades for the trade rumors for the last couple of mm-hmm. years. With what they're doing this year, is he like one of those players you just hang on to? Or do you still try and flip him for somebody or something? Hmm. I think you almost got to kind of hold on to him at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think because technically, you, even even if he gets the summary, he's still RFA, so you could just try to trade him then and maybe do like a sign-in trade because I think just the way he's playing right now. And on that first line, I mean, the chemistry's there. And I think if they had done that a lot sooner than this year, maybe DeBrus doesn't want out. Yeah. And, and who knows? Yeah. If you finally use them properly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the old adage of the last two shows is put them in the right place. Nice. <laughs> Gee. I feel like that's the adage of every hockey team. Right. But, and speaking of hockey teams that are using the right players in the right places right now. Yay. The Dallas Stars 
have surged right up the playoff standings. Whoops. They're on a four-game win streak, seven of their last ten. Granted, they're, they're very mediocre when it comes to their goal differential. They are a plus five. They are terrible on the road, but they get it done at home. But they are sitting there now tied for third in the Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, four points behind St. Louis. They are, granted, it doesn't really matter much with the Pacific, but they are one point behind with two games in hand on Vegas. So if mm-hmm. they're doing the traditional one through eight seating. Um, and they're a point up with the same amount of games on Nashville, another central team, and then three points up with two games in hand on Edmonton. They have found themselves in a nice – I know it's really early. There's still almost there's still 27 games left in the season for them. Mm-hmm. They find themselves in a really nice control-your-own-destiny type of situation. Again, like last year where they ended up getting canned in three straight games against Detroit completely killing their chances of making the playoffs. But this year, things seem different. It's like they, again, we talked about L.A. finding the fountain of youth. Dallas, granted, we talked Joe Pavelski continues to do. He's immortal. Yeah, he really is immortal. Immortal things. But Ryan Sutter has has looked pretty solid for him in the back. You're not not getting like the the production from Tyler Sagan. He's kind of turned it up. Uh, over the last handful of games, you're not getting the same production that you would out of Jamie Ben, but it, it's they're getting it from role players when they need it, and some team, sometimes some guy named Jason Robertson. Yeah, I don't something. know some guy back to back hat tricks and four styling and profiling. Just, four, yeah, forty seven games. He's one of only he leads the team in goals with 29 he's one of only three players on Dallas with more than 20 goals one of only five players on Dallas with double digit goals 54 points in 47 games him and Pavelski are just dominating the score sheet for the stars he's got 19 and winning goals he's absolutely and it's by far and away the best on the team uh the next closest is hints with five yeah and this is a team that Dallas like I don't know. Are they for real? Like, it's hard for me after last year and what happened down the stretch to say they are. But this is also still the same team that in the bubble made it to the final. So, two mm-hmm. years ago, are they? I don't know what to make of the stars at all. They're fun at home. Especially at home. on the road, yeah. If you get them on the road, you expect to. Let's although they're stu- the although lo- although I mean although they you know they have won more games on the road of late than they've lost. So I mean, there, there's there's some there's some progress um, and actual actual tangible progress. And they are playing tonight on the road in Nashville. Yeah. In Nashville, Yo, Taco, Taco Tuesday, Tuesday watch Taco is Tuesday on. Is on. Yep. <laughs> Taco. And we'll, we'll get into we'll get into the source of the Taco Tuesdays in in the next segment too because there's a small Taco. update on, on his stance from the Predators. But yeah, Dallas like they're fun at home. Like they're not going to have home ice advantage in any series this year. They but is this a team that if you get if they make the playoffs, are they good enough to maybe I don't want to say make it to the final again, but are they good enough to maybe sneak out a round or two? Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. In that division, absolutely. Because, I mean, look at, look at what's in that division right now. Outside of, them, outside of outside them matching of up with Colorado, I, I think they could beat anything. And even then? Division. Yeah. But here's the thing. If the season ends today, they're playing Calgary. Yes, oddly enough. Remember the crossover, Jim. And then that, that's the team they, they play beat. well against them, too. That, I mean, that's the weird part. They beat them in the bubble in the first round then. When they went to the final, yeah, they're the they're the ones that caused all the changes in Calgary in the first. Place. Yeah, but and for- this to me, that's why I said they're in this situation where they're in that perfect with again near thirty games. They're mm-hmm. in that control your destiny, like they are in a beautiful sweet spot for a team with their playoff future not set in stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for me though, Dallas is kind of weird because it's like an upper upper roller coaster type thing, you know, with them because at the beginning of the year. Rick Bonus was uh, on the hot seat. Like if yeah, he's they were still a bonehead. Yeah, he's. Pro- I imagine if Dallas doesn't make the playoffs after all this, he's probably gone. Let's be honest mm-hmm. here. 
Um, but, you know, again, but at the beginning of the year, you know, Sagan and Ben needed another kick in the pants. He always said our best players need to be our best players. Probably, he even called out Joe Pavelski, which I don't understand because Pavelski has been their best player since the bubble. So I don't he know where that was coming. cool of decision making. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. where, I don't know what you're watching because Pavelski's been great. The issue was for them at the beginning of the year, they were playing with three goalies. Like, I don't understand why they need to bring in Holpe. When they had Hudobin and Ottinger, who were great last year, and now the fact that Ottinger's gotten the net, it's shown why he's probably going to be the guy of the future for this team, and they're, that's why they need to, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, eight, wow, that's you know, great stat by Chris right here, 8-2 and two on their last 10 on the road. So, I mean, Dallas can win on the road now. They can win at home. They're a complete team. Um, but, yeah, it's Giryanov, it's Pavelski, it's Hintz, it's Jason Robertson. And you know they and Ben and Sagan have become role players now for this team. Um, on the back end, you know you got Heiskanen, Lindell, yeah. Klingberg, who may not be going anywhere now because this team's in playoff position. Uh, so it, it's just this Dallas team is is so you know one week they look so good that the, the next week they don't look great. Yeah, maybe playoffs. You don't know what this team, but the thing is, if this team gets in, they can be like 2019 Columbus, where you they can knock win around. And not knock off a big team that's going to try to go to the playoffs because of that style and they know how to do it because they've been there before. I don't know if they get back to the 2024 where they went to the Stanley Cup final, but if they can add something or just keep the same team and continuously play like this, they have a shot, especially if they match up against teams they play well against. Absolutely. Do you think this is a team, and and before we move on to the next – to, to trade deadline talk. The big segment. The big segment. Is this a team, if, if Tyler Sagan doesn't get back to where Tyler Sagan needs to be, I know he's played better lately, but can, can they actually do it if they're not getting more production out of him? Because they can't rely on just Robertson, like all, Robertson all the time and Pavelski all the time. Like They're not going to get them far. At the end of the day, they still only have a plus five goal differential on the season. And yes, they played a lot better lately, but playoffs we talk about they're gonna need they're gonna need depth scoring like we say you can't just outscore the opponents because Edmonton we talked about that but they still are going to need scoring Mm. and now I look at like in the playoffs where they're those top two players to me are going to be shut down like teams are going to go out of their way let's put it go out of their way to try and shut them down forcing the hand of their other players can their other players step up and actually produce the way they're going to need them to and right now it's hard for me to think they, they will well it all depends where the offense comes from i mean miro heiskin and the dallas stars in points in their run to the stanley cup final if he's going to do that again then book the dallas stars to go to the stanley cup final again uh and i don't know if you can st- stop joe pavelski because a lot of his goals are from these deflections in front he puts himself in a position to get yeah. a stick on the puck and then the puck finds himself finds itself in the back of the net that's very hard to to defend for sure and that opens up so much more i mean they also don't forget who dobin played at lights out uh for four rounds so i mean can they yes but i think that that's where your offense is going to come if they're going to do it but they need they need everybody to chip in like they are because that they're a t- it's not like i and hall and letting in anymore it's them turning themselves into like the next Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think we we lost. Damn it! Did did we lose Jim here? We kind of lost him. I think we might have lost Jim here. No. Uh oh. And if that's the case, we're back to this. Oh, we're back to the split screen. Up oh, here he is. He's back. Hey, 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 I'm back. Oh, we we've gone back to the trial level again. I don't know what happened. His, the internet, it's, it's it's being hacked. Your internet's being hacked. No, it's not. Definitely no, not. For sure. The, inter- the internet's is fine. Yeah, the internet's just fine. But I was saying, like this team can be, this team could be like the '90s Devils, where they're gonna get production from everybody. They're not just gonna be like the Madonna, Lettinen, and Hobo Dallas Stars anymore. They have to have a team game to win in the playoffs. They just can't rely on two guys to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to see what happens if they make it to the playoffs. And speaking of teams trying to make to the playoffs, 
There's a lot of things coming up over the next two weeks. or a lot of decisions that need to be made with the NHL trade deadline looming on March 21st. And reminder, March 21st, you can see this handsome fella <laughs> hosting full press coverage. He's enjoying this way too much. Headline starting at noon Eastern on all of our platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. Guess galore news. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Look at that handsome, handsome man in the optical illusions. We are just 13 days away from it. Yeah, right. Mr. Clean ready. Consider that a compliment. I got called a knockoff by a Twitter troll. A knockoff Dax Shepard. And I'm really? si- or not Dax Shepard, uh, Dax Harwood. Yeah, that's a good compliment. And I'm sitting there I'm like, Whoa, I don't wait. think this means what you're trying to tell me. Like, you're trying to insult me. I'm sitting there thinking, hey, hey that's pretty good. Good looking man. Like, <laughs> also, and then there's the report Yo, that came out. The, there's the story, the report that came out that said the more attractive you are, the less likely you were to get COVID. I'm like, that explains why I've never gotten it because I'm a handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> And <laughs> I, you exactly knew I did it. I'm very happy. Yep. <laughs> nice. So we got some trades. What? What? We got some rumors. What? What? <laughs> there are a lot of teams that are clearly going to be a buyers. There's a lot of teams that should be sellers and won't admit they're sellers. And there's a lot of teams that are like, give us all the cap. And we'll take it. Just give us some picks with it, Arizona and Buffalo. And there's there's just a lot here. But we're going to start with Taco Tuesday. Okay. Just a quick update on that. Nashville wants to keep Forsberg. Forsberg wants to stay in Nashville. They can't come to an agreement. They're still listening, but there's been no movement. Do you think, before we get into the main, what I posed before the show, do you think a deal gets done and he stays in Nashville long term? Man, I'm being put on the spot, aren't I? Here, yeah, he's been my guy since basically Marty Erat. Um, Best trade. Wow, it's oh, beautiful. Great trade for Nashville. What is you know deal? what? You know what? I do think he stays eventually. This is going to this is going to be back and forth for a while. But I mean, ultimately, this town that town loves him to death. I mean. Not to mention all the restaurants, yeah. uh, and I do mean all the restaurants. Man, man can eat, uh, but you almost have to throw the throw the pocketbook, the purse strings, the checkbook, whatever you want out, and say, "What's it going to take?" Because it, it's it's the only person that probably should be making more money than Forsberg at this point in Nashville is arguably Roman jo- Yossi. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And if you got to throw a little bit more than that, I don't think Yossi's going to be all that insulted because they kind of need a they need a guy like Forsberg. Now, there's the obvious, and it's going to be talked about. Well, Forsberg can't stay healthy. Well, that's because you don't really have anybody to protect him on his line half the time because he's faster than the line mates that are on his line. So, I mean. You do have to have some kind of, you know, he's had some freakishly bad luck, if you will. So, yes, he does have to stay healthy. I get the concern. But he is a generational talent for that team. And that's the key point for this, for that team. Yeah, I agree that's with that. Why you have to, that's why they have to pay him. Because he's going to get it somewhere else. He absolutely is. If, if God forbid, they do not come to an agreement. Somebody is going to pay him nine and a half, ten million per year for the next seven years. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that, no doubt. I mean, look, he, he should be getting more money than Duchesne and Johansson because just of his production value and what he means to this team. I mean, this is the first year since those contracts were signed that um, Duchesne and Johansson have been producing, and that's the reason why, you know, they're are they're in the position that they're in, but the problem is the Preds have been struggling lately, and I wonder if they fall out of this thing. Do they consider it? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a deadline day deal if they decide to move them. So we could 
though it could be the Chris Kreider where, okay, yeah, his name has been out there. We're going to look to move him. Eh, deadline comes, we'll just sign him to an extension that yep. day too. I mean, they could do that there too. I just it would be it would be hard for me to see him in another uniform considering you know pretty much he spent like his entire career in Nashville despite like being drafted by Washington and everything and I it just he fits that team and fits that city and it'd just be tough for him to to leave I think yeah and I kind of that's kind of how I feel I ultimately think it gets done um, personally I don't know if that's my heart thinking more than my brain but i ultimately right. done and i want taco tuesdays to continue forever mm, and ever taco. still no goals from him but tuck we'll talk here the question i posed to you guys early this afternoon to think about is when it comes to the trade deadline mm-hmm. there's all these players that are like hot commodities that you know for sure will be dealt what players come to mind that are going to be the hardest to see moved. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And we already know which one because he was supposed to be a main topic of the show. And then we, yeah, we decided to include him into this. So, you know what, Jim? Let's start with you. Since you ooh. raised your hand so politely. Oh, I got one. I got I got one. Uh, the guy's name is P.K. Subban. Uh, hey, he had a great appearance in Jackass Forever, just saying. He did. It's true. This is true. However, as Tom Fitzgerald so politely said to um, Pierre Lebrun in the Athletic, uh, the Devils are not going to resign him, and it's going to be tough to move them. That nine million dollar salary cap is uh, one year. Yeah, I mean it's going to be tough to move. I mean th- if you're going to have to get teams involved, as I mentioned to the boys, I provo- pro- proposed a little trade scenario for. You know, you get a little three-way team involved here where the Devils and another team eat some of that salary so he can be put on the books for another team. Uh, they're definitely going to have that conversation and see if he can move him, but it's going to be tough to move his contract. And I just don't know where he fits in, in some other teams anymore just because if he's using the right role like Char should have been in the Islanders, yeah, he can fit someplace. But he can't be playing more than a third line, a third pairing right now. And uh, but I think it's just going to be tough for the Devils to move him unless it makes sense for PK and the Devils, and they're going to get something for him. Mm. Kind of the same way, Chris. One hundred million percent. That's Look. not a thing. It's zero to a hundred. You can't have. All right, it. all right. I'll just go with a hundred then. It seems, seems good enough. But look. Yeah, you have to look at it this way too. I mean, this is this has been a long time coming, and we know we know the inevitable half of a half is coming. We like to call it the Savard, yeah, because um, that's about the only way that or the and or they're going to have possibly take somebody back in return that they really don't want. But it, one way or the other, this is getting done. Uh, is it unfortunate? You think moved. Oh yeah. He's going. He's going. Going somewhere. So, it's if he gets moved, if it ultimately done, what team do you think actually takes him? Because there's no contender that's going to be able to be able to fit him, unless yeah, you you talked about earlier, third team comes in. But like, what contender is going? Like, if a third team comes in to help. I have a feeling that third team, depending on who it is, is going to want a first-round draft pick. Well, for a contract that big, they're either going to want a any, a prospect who should be ready next year, or in my mind, a top a, a higher pick. Well, we know Dude. Buffalo and Arizona have come out publicly and said they'll help teams facilitate deals. So, yeah. and it may not take a first; it may yeah. take a second. What if it's a second in 2023? That's a good draft. It is, but there's a lot of teams. I don't know. Maybe I think Air, if it comes to that, I'm thinking Arizona would be more likely to take that because that'll be their loaded draft for when they're in a new city uh, as opposed yeah. to Buffalo. Ba-dum-ts. Good point, I mean, though. Gotta, actually, no. Maybe Arizona wants it this year so they can build up hype for that – 
for that raucous 5,000 max crowd. You know what? I'm talking shit when right now they still outdraw the Sabres by like 4,000 a game. Like the f- They won't next year, though. Buffalo outdrawn by like 100. <laughs> by, by the way, for those that don't know, Arizona is winning 5-1 right now in Detroit. Are you serious? Yeah, Incredible. Yeah, I'm dead uh, serious. And, and, and Phil Kessel, real quick, a congrats to Phil Kessel, who left the game to yep. fly back to Arizona to be with his wife, who's uh, the the better Kessel, by the way. Yeah. Um, Yo, Devils decided to wake up too. Well, if they keep if they if 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 somebody finds a way to like kidnap a bear for the third period, that would be great. Because at this point, it's just gotten ridiculous. Um, I, I I can't believe some of the some of the some of the beat right well the quote unquote beat writers of New Jersey are even kind of squawking about this. They have a legit point. A A Bear and the other wonderful French Canadian ref that will go nameless on this show should be nowhere near ever officiating Devils games, ever, ever. And this goes all the way back. And Jim will remember this. The Travis Zajac incident with Vancouver. Oh, now this, this one irks people. Because somehow Vancouver got a five on three. Even though Zajac got decapitated. Yep. I mean, he technically didn't get decapitated. He still played. Like, he's still, he he's feeling. No no, 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 no. Here we go. He's feeling better. He's feeling better. Also, the same ref that was there for, gee, which one was it? I'm trying to remember which, which Tom Wilson incident it was because there's so many with New Jersey. Um, but there were at least two. And it's just one of those things where it's like, damn, you know, doubles come back. It's like there's another penalty. And to be fair, again, the penalty kill. <coughs> yeah, just, just please fire it. Just, just please do it. So, somebody, please just put 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 me out of my misery and get get rid of this coach before. Yeah, but all, all joking aside, we have to get back to the thing, the the, the great trade deadline thing. So the thing, a uh, one player, the that tough player, one player that will not be moving because he just signed a new extension today is Jared McCann in Seattle who signed a yeah five year twenty five million dollar. <laughs> Extension. Oh my lord! Good for McCann for getting that goals, but I don't care. Like thirty-three points in fifty games, minus twenty-one. You have a terrible coach, and again, an equally terrible GM. Man, every week Seattle gives me something to. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving for Mike. By the way, it really is. Every week I can find something to point to to go, like, this is why you suck. <laughs> They've been in the league for less than a damn year, and I have at least a dozen decisions of why Seattle sucks. And I'd I'd more I'd be much more confident of my team's future if I was a Arizona fan, if I was a Buffalo fan, if I was a Montreal fan, if I was an Ottawa fan, if I was a Chicago fan. Hell. If I was the Atlanta Thrashers in 2011, I'd be more confident of Atlanta keeping the Thrashers than I am of Seattle ever being good with these two at the helm. Let's put it this way. Seattle is so bad at the decision-making, I actually believe Brett Hall's goal should have counted like it did. Oh. Oh, Seattle is so bad at the decision-making oh, that it makes oh. Seattle's so bad at decision-making, right. the Sabres look smart for letting Briere and Drury walk while signing oh. Bannock to an eight-year extension oh. offer sheet. It makes right. Seattle look so bad. They're so bad that Villy Leno is a number one center. Oh, oh my ears, my ears, my ears. That did it. it, that did it. They are so bad that... Did it. that they are so bad that you could come out and give Sergei Bobrovsky an eight-year, $72 million contract, and I say, that's a value deal. <laughs> Everything that organization does in less than a year Holy is an crap. absolute dumpster fire. And 
they're they're dumpster fire. Like, I, I, no, that's harsh. That's an insult to dumpster fires. At least dumpster fires provide warmth. They don't provide shit. And anyway, good on Jared McCann. He's not being dealt. Good on him for getting his coin. Seattle, I want to crack open a can of whoop-ass on you cracking heads. There's a reason why their fan base is called the crackheads. Maybe the management should be called the crackheads because they must be on something to be making these goddamn decisions. Anyway, other players that are possibly being moved here in the coming weeks. And the big one that is on everybody's, the top of everybody's list, everybody's mind, where he's going, is he going to go, is he going to stay, is Claude Giroux. He has said multiple times he loves Philly. We know he loves Philly. Philly loves him. But at the same time, he's not young. Philly is in a rebuild. They are stupid and traded a first-round pick for Rasmus Dahlin. So they must have like had a clone of Ron Francis oh, making that deal because Chuck Fletcher's as big of a joke as Ron Francis. Anyway, and we all know whatever deal fr- he they make the Flyers make if they trade Giroux, they're going to get hosed by. But does Giroux, is he, because he's going to have to be convinced by whatever team wants to trade for him. Is there any way he does get dealt or does he stay with the Flyers? I guarantee you there's deals already in place. He's just got to pick the team he wants to go to. Once once the thousand game mark passes, it's going to be like, okay, here here's the scenarios. Here's the team's that here are the deals we can get for you. Pick where you want to go. We just have to send the trade call in. Because I think he's going. And I think oh. any team can get him. I think Florida, Colorado, take your pick. Yeah, there's teams. The teams. So the four teams that come to mind for me, Colorado, Florida, Carolina, and Boston. Do you see him ultimately ending up? Oh, there goes Chris. Bye bye, Chris. Ultimately ending up on any of those teams, those four teams. I think, I think, like I said, I think Colorado or Florida is the, those are my two favorites right now for, for him. I think just because I think they could, if they could figure out a way to make the cap work in, in both of those scenarios. I think he'd be great considering, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why Colorado failed is they just didn't have that extra potent guy that they need. I think right now you could clearly see in these last couple games, I think goaltending and defense is something Colorado needs to look at. I think Florida could, I think Giroux could put Florida over the edge of winning a playoff series. I really do. So I think he could fit in there as well. Um, You know, Boston long shot for sure, but I I think those two teams for me are, are. Let's see what happened here. You are back. You died too. It must be a night of the okay. terrible in your area. Yeah, I know we got some wind and stuff in, in the area, so Yeah. So, Chris, the question I posed to Jim. There's four teams I see really being strong suitors for Giroux. Boston, Colorado, Florida, and Carolina. Could you see him on any one of those four teams, or do you see him on any of those four teams? Or if there's another team, who 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 could it be? I feel like I should play mm. the song. Who could it be now? now do, 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 do. I feel like I need to. Who could it be knocking yeah. at my door? Do, 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 damn, do, that do. it really is catchy when you when you when you think about. It. Damn. Yeah. So, do you see him? Where where uh, where do you possibly see him ending up? All right, well, look, Colorado seems to be heading in another direction for, 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 for Giroux, at least. Weird, right? Because you, yeah. you would have thought like a week, week and a half ago that this was all just about a remember, – remember Drew had like the somber press conference even, that it was just like, yeah, I'm kind of going somewhere. Yeah. And then it just – it's basically evaporated. So clearly, clearly Colorado's decided we're – we found our guy, but we're not going to say who it is yet because we have to be right up against the cap, literally to the tr- like two fifty five a trade deadline mm-hmm. day to make a deal. So if it's not 
it's not them. I, I mean, this is going to scare the living daylights out of Devils fans, but the Rangers have definitely kicked the tires at least on a way to acquire Giroux. Don't mean anything is going to happen, but they no, have. but it would be. It would be great for the 2021-2022 Jack Adams Award-winning. What you do, man? Come on. Gallant, Come on, dude. Wait, wait hear me out on this, Jim. What does Claude Giroux excel in other than grabbing grabbing cops' asses? Penalty? No. Imploding in the playoffs. This is true. Listen, listen. You just, he will, just, he will just haters. You are biased. Smoke. You are biased because you're a Devils fan. Wait, wait, I, I, wait, Jim. I, I watched the 2012 playoffs from the press box, right? I'm and sitting there. They did. 2012 mm. was a decade ago, Chris. Move on. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait. But, yeah, Ask Sidney Crosby. Yeah, but outside of the first round. I don't care round, about him. Yeah, but outside of the first round, what did Giroud do in the playoffs? Yeah, we're no, still that waiting. That was 10 years ago. But we're still waiting for him to do something. Exactly. Well, Philly's got to get back to the playoffs to do something. Yeah, but even in the regular season, we're waiting for him to do something. Okay, you know who I'm waiting to do see do something? Mm-hmm. This next team talking about the NHL trade deadline here and what they could possibly do. And mm-hmm. that team is the Calgary Flames. Yes, I said Calgary. And also, I am getting so much better at these damn segues based on what you guys say that I need to start getting some sponsor reads and ads for this show. Mm, 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 and, mm-hmm. But Calgary, we know the Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau situation. We know Johnny, neither of them are going anywhere. We know Tyler Toffoli was brought in from Montreal. What else can they do to solidify themselves as Stanley, like a top, I'm going to say a top three Stanley Cup contender? Because in my mind, the top two are Colorado and Tampa because Tampa will always, I don't care if Tampa's a wild card team, they're a top two team because they've won it the last two years. But, and then you got Colorado, and then to me, Calgary's right up there right now in the top three. What does Calgary need to do, though, to solidify that position as being taken seriously for a cup run? They might have just done. They've done it already. I think with Tyler Toffoli. I mean, seven goals in ten games since since the, coming over from Montreal. He had nine and thirty-seven games um, prior to that, and then and then, and everything's just fit into place right now. I think the only thing for them is maybe a depth defenseman. Really, I think both. Mm-hmm. If you can use Dan Vladard to beat Colorado in overtime, you're doing something <laughs> right defensively and playing the right way. I mean, I think everybody's bought in. You know, Daryl Sutter has adjusted his system so well to let those guys at the top play their style of game. But the issue for Calgary is going to be is can they change and be a physical team come to playoffs because we've seen Goudreau and Lindholm and Monaghan get pushed around in the playoffs. Can they? Can Calgary be the one that's pushing around? And I think with Toffoli around and, and playing under Darrell, I think they'll be fine. I think it's just I think it's defense for them. I think they want to shore that up. And, and yeah, shoring up yep. the defense. And again, like I, I sang the praises of him not too long ago, mm-hmm. but Oliver Kylington is just, man, is he like, okay. So Cal McCarr to me right now is my favorite player to watch in hockey. Like the stuff he does is absolutely incredible. Kylington from what? The, he just got schooled by Jack Hughes though. That's one little play. He's still better than Jack Hughes. Anyway, uh, he is other work. He's way, dude. Your your Homer bias here with the Devils. You know, <laughs> is uh, uh, Chris Kreider is better than Jack Hughes. Oh, now you're pushing. Uh, anyway, you're pushing. Calgary's defense. Here, here's a weird one. Does Cal- do you think you talk about defense? Do you think for a cup run, Calgary calls Seattle and goes send Giordano back? No, I think that you don't think that could be a fit, or, or or do you think that'll disrupt too much of what they're doing? I mean, right now they're they're what tied for the Jennings League, yeah, or at least goals allowed. Yeah, I mean, so it's not so much it's not so much from a, a yeah they're tied with goal line. yeah yeah it's not so much from a defensive goals allowed standpoint it's more of a it is more of a physical type of type of thing with them. Do you want a guy in his late thirties coming back that 
you know, probably lost a step physically? No. So they're you know, sadly, as much as it would be great to see them reunite it, they they do need somebody that basically just hits the hell out of people. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say this is that player, but if you're Calgary, are you calling a Montreal for a Ben Sherratt then? It's going to depend on what the cost is. I mean, right now it's probably it's probably too much for for a Calgary to stomach if it comes down a little bit. Then it's more of a possibility. I mean, look. It's weird. That's going to be one of those players, Mike, that it's just there any other year he doesn't get even sniffing the return that he's going to get now. A hundred percent. There I agree a hundred percent. But the dy- the dynamics are there now where it's just like, holy crap. And the more and the more you try to talk it down, the more it comes back. It really is like a bad nightmare boomerang. Um, and and especially in my mind, because there's teams that are looking to shore up defense. Like you look at a team like Los Angeles, like, you know, they're out there calling everyone and anyone they can that has a top four yep. defenseman available. Cause they're hurt. And they might be the only team that would even possibly come close to what Arizona wants for Chikrin. Still don't think that gets done, but like, yeah, like LA could be a team that might give up what close to what Montreal wants for Sherratt. They might. I mean, you talked about John Klingberg maybe not being moved, but they also might be a team (laughs) that gives up close to that. Like, there's so many of these players. Like, does L.A. call uh, Chicago about DeHaan? Do they even just take a flyer on a player? Excuse me. This would, like, like a, 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 a Kulak. There's one player that people are thinking is going to be traded, and they'd be stupid if any team trades for him. That's Rasmus Ristolainen from the Sab- or from the Flyers. Because mm-hmm. watching him do what he does in Philly after seeing what he did in Buffalo for all these years is really funny when you're not a fan of him. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty I, painful. I think the guy maybe that people aren't talking enough about if, if Philly is Justin Braun. I think that's a defenseman that potentially could be good for Calgary. I mm-hmm. mean – He's a physical. He's a physical player on that back end. He could fit. He could slot in right, real nicely in Daryl Sutter's system. And and I know, like you talk about Justin Braun, I feel like a, a team that would do well to inquire about him would be. And they're linked to everybody in every trade ever, even if it's not the same sport. But it's Toronto. Like if I'm <laughs> Toronto, I'm calling Philly to try and figure it out because they need they need people back there like that too. Yeah, I mean, I think Sherratt would be good for Toronto, but I don't know if they're willing to give up the price for Sherratt. Montreal, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they haven't made trades before, but I don't know. Yeah, but for, for something where Montreal's asking for this. For yeah, like, I don't know if they do it. I think moon? I think, I think Braun's probably a guy that, that definitely fits in. You know, you know, we don't know what's going on in Anaheim with Manson and, and Lindholm. I mean, those guys could be on the move if they don't get contract extensions done. Um, like you, you mentioned Dahan. I think that'd be another nice fit for Calgary as well. I think he would fit into that system pretty good. Um, he's mm-hmm. having a decent year with with Chicago too. He's pretty physical too, from what I've seen of him. And I think he would fit in pretty good too. All so, right, as we only have a couple minutes left, wrinkle time. Uh, what one player do you think doesn't get dealt that everybody seems to expect will? Ooh. Come on, Jim. Help me out here. Because I'm, uh, I'm going to get killed for the guy I pick. You go first. I got the under-the-radar guy that doesn't get dealt. Dylan Do Strom. Dylan yeah. Strom does not get dealt after all the crazy crap that he's dealt with the last two seasons in Chicago. Because at the, at, at the end of everything, I'm not going to say that other cliche thing. Oh, hell no. Him, DeBrincat, and Patrick Kane, for better or for worse, are the best trio that that team has right now. Period. And it's been it's been that way, and I don't know why it took them all season to get back to this point. 
but I just watched them absolutely just dissect Anaheim twice. Yeah. In the span of a few minutes. I'll tell you a guy I think that probably everybody's talking about, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think JT Miller stays in Vancouver. I, I don't think he's going to get dealt. I mean, it might be low-hanging fruit, but I, I just don't think – I don't think Vancouver's willing to give up that player because I think they're building their offense around him. And, and you took who, who I was going to say, and so I'm going to go with a different player – Going back to Chicago, a lot of people thought he might be the goalie sent to a contender, but I think Chicago somehow balks at trading Flurry, not because there's no interest, but because Chicago gets too stubborn and gets in their own way and doesn't accept what deals are offered. Um, because they're oh, wanting to make his mark. And it's, to me, kind of one of those things. Chris is raising I'm going to play when I raise my hand. Flurry actually has gone on record and said that he's he's willing he's going to probably stay in Chicago because remember yeah. he has he has the conch. Yeah. And so we you can me, use it you can you, you can use that Mike you get you get the absolute free bingo pass. Yeah. Good. Give me the bingo pass because I didn't hear that before I did. All right. Then, damn. What's another player that I don't think it's ultimately dealt? I mean, because there's other names out there like an Andrew Cop and a Max Domi and. Like, yeah. I don't know, like Winnipeg. I don't think deals cop because I still think he's a big part. Like like Connor, I still think ultimately he's a part of that. What they're going to build there. I, I got one for you. Maybe well, Domi is the player that people keep talking about, but I don't hear his name as much as I feel like this type of decision or this type of like pick <laughs> of who doesn't get dealt that gets talked about or whatever that mm -hmm. people think. Hey, here you go. What if, what if Seattle gives you more ammo and decides that they, they're going to keep Cali Yonkroak? Oh, jeez. There, so, there are a few players that You know, Jim, move I wanted to end the show happy. You can. <sighs> I can because, yeah, they're going to give me more ammo because, holy crap, are they trash. Oh, I'm already imagining it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. And I don't Holy know God. if I have, I have such a vitriol, like, mm. It's up there. It's all right, Mike. For Seattle, a brand new team, not even a year old. And if I had hair, I'd be ripping it out. Like, if I had your hair, Jim, I wouldn't anymore. Mm. Because mm. I'd be ripping it out the decisions. And I'm not even a fan of them. But I want to see new teams be competitive i want i'm not saying i want to see a vegas i want to see them compete i want to see them like show things are going in the right direction and already less than a year in things look like they're going five steps back it's true, it's true. oh they're I'm they're, deep, they're their shit i'm sneezing here it is that bad it, yeah, it really bad. is. All right, uh, Mike. That's sorry. Sorry, I'm, to we're sorry, Mike. Sorry, my bad. It's my uh, bad. Why don't you? you know what? Uh, we're gonna end the show with that. Yeah, you know what? Stand <laughs> there. We're good. We're gonna go back. We're just we're gonna, gonna walk play, off. We're gonna play something that makes me happy here. We're gonna just end the show with some some Pac Man beats, guys. Thank you for tuning in wherever you've been listening on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. The Full Press app, fullpressradio.com. Reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at Full Press NHL. Follow Jim at Jim Berenger, Chris at Chris Wassel DFS, and myself at Mike Straw Media. We will be back next Tuesday for the final pre-trade deadline edition of Full Press Hockey. Mike saves hockey this Friday at 3 p.m. have no idea what I'm talking about. It might be I'm going to save Seattle. I'm going to come up with a plan to save the Seattle Kraken, and it might or might not involve folding them and starting the expansion process over. Do it. Do it. But, on fire. Uh, uh, plus, don't forget, Mike's mug's going to be everywhere for trade deadline when you see it. So For the next 13 days. Get you this. People. <laughs> this is great. Yes. Yes. Trade deadline day, March 21st, noon Eastern, all over our platforms. Thank you again, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you again next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.